Good morning, Next Steps. It is always a pleasure to be with you all. I have to first give thanks to the pastors of the church, in particular Pastor Edwin, for having me. I'm reminded of Psalm 127, which says that unless the Lord builds a house, those who labor, labor in vain. And unless the Lord watches over a city, those who keep watch, watch in vain. <clears throat> you stay up late and you rise up early, eating the bread of anxious toil, but the Lord gives sleep to those he loves. So I don't know where Pastor Evan is right now, but I pray wherever he is, he is so deep in the love of the Lord that his snores have those around him saying, like my grandmother used to say to my grandfather, the Lord must got a hold of him. So may he be in love and rest as he takes some much needed time. Uh, as Pastor said, I'm Patrick Boatwright here from Oaks Church, Brooklyn. Uh, you all have been dear to my heart and it's always a pleasure to come and to spend some time with you. Uh, as I was preparing for this Sunday, I was just sitting before the Spirit of God, listening, asking what would he have me to say? How would he use my mouth to bless your hearts? And uh, what came to mind, what rested on me was a psalm, Psalm 148, and that's where we're going to be today. I'm not typically one for, for naming sermons, but if I did, it would be the opening line of Psalm 148, which says, praise the Lord. Now, I actually wouldn't title it that because I don't think that does it justice. See, in the English, in, in our versions, it does say, praise the Lord with a nice little period there. But actually, in the Hebrew, in the original language, what it says is, is hallelujah, hallelujah. It's two words, hallel, which is praise, and yah, Yahweh. And so this is actually a commandment. Psalm 148 is telling us, hallelujah. Amen. I've never, seen a, I've never seen a period after a hallelujah. There's always an exclamation. So I'll try it again. Hallelujah, which is an exhortation for us to praise the Lord. This is how Psalm 148 starts. They call to praise the Lord. I wonder if there's anyone here today who would join me, who knows the goodness of the Lord. For who praise comes easy. I think of my sister, Wilda, who just celebrated 67 years this Wednesday, told me she's been celebrating all week. And I've seen some of you praise this morning, so I know you're with me. I know you know a thing or two about the goodness of the Lord. And I know it comes easy. For some of us, that's not the case, and there will be a, a word for you today, and I understand that. We'll get there. But I really want to speak to those of us for whom this morning... Praise is just seeping out. We just give me a reason, you know. Sometimes you're riding down the road and you're just like, I wish somebody would. But today you're like, I wish somebody would give me a chance to praise my God. Anybody there this morning? I've been there this morning. The psalmist is there this morning. Psalm 148 is divided in two parts. The first of which is about those who are on the high, who, for who praise is naturally coming whose praise is easygoing this morning. I'm going to read it for you. And as I read it, I just want you to pay attention to two things. One, I want you to notice the context. I want you to notice the, lo the locations of places. And then I want you also to notice the, the, the creatures or the character, the created things that are listed within this. And we got it on, on the screen here. You can follow along. But it says this, praise the Lord, 
Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him all his angels and all his heavenly hosts. Praise him sun and moon all. Praise him all you shining stars. Praise him you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. I wonder if you noticed the structure there that's taking place in those four verses. See, in verses one and four, there's this, this talk of the, the, the heavens. It's talking about the location of praise, right? All those who are in the heavens and in the highest place give praise to God. This we would consider the context or our circumstances. Some of us, the praise is coming easy because you got paid Friday. You're feeling real good. Somebody snuck up on you and blessed you this week, and you, your, your circumstances are great. You looked at your bank account, and you had more than you thought you had. You looked in the refrigerator, and there was something in there. And so your circumstances have called you to a place of praise. The train came on time this morning. The weather is nice. Life is good. Now, sandwiched in between those in verses 1 and 4, verses 2 and 3, in verses two and three, it's not just the, the, the highest places, but those who live in the highest places, those whose very nature is that of praise. It says all the angels, all the heavenly hosts, the sun and the moon, the shining stars. I want to call us back to Genesis one. The location, the Lord created the heavens and the earth. It was good. And then he created all things. And he said, it is very good. And so for some of us, our circumstances have called us to praise, but for some of us, it is our very character. Your circumstances may be what they be. It don't really matter to you because your heart is already just oriented to praise. That's just how you roll. You get out ready to sing the praises of the Lord. Amen. I see I got a witness. What a beautiful thing when praise is our natural orientation and our character, like the angels, like the heavenly hosts, like the sun and moon, all of which were created to declare the glory of God. They have no other choice. We praise him because of our disposition. And to those, the psalmist writes, a reason for that praise. Listen to verses five and six. Let them praise the name of the Lord for at his commands they were created and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. So for those of us who are in good circumstances or for those of us who have a natural disposition of praise, we get to praise him because the, the author of our circumstances and the creator of our character is everlasting and he is good. And so those things will stay. And so that leads us to a place of praise. There's a certain freedom in that. I have a four year old son and yesterday was the greatest day of his life. Uh, I can say that with, with some perspective, I've seen all the days of his life. Um, but he woke up that morning and his mom made pancakes. But not only did she make pancakes, she made him sprinkle pancakes. He just jumped into joy. 
So then he had his sprinkled pancakes and then he got to watch one of his shows. He was having a great time. And the mom and dad had to do some yard work. And so that meant he got to scoot up and down the block. And so he was like Dennis the Menace, just terrorizing people, just <laughs> moving and shaking and shoo, shoo, just scooting. And then he got to come in and he got to rest. And we sat around on the couch and we just milled about. And then we had, to, we had an adventure to go on. Now, my son, uh, Pastor Gus talked about rich people problems. Now, we are, we are blessed enough to have a car in this city. But that is not a blessing to my son. It is a burden because he loves the MTA train. I don't know where he got it from, but he's got it. And the, the JMZ is at the end of the block, and his name is James. And so he knows that this train was made for him. All right. And so his whole life, he has loved this train. And so we are going, and we're taking the train today because where we're going, we're not going to drive. And so we are going into the city to see his first movie. Because he saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, trailer, and he said, Dad, I want to see it. And he didn't know that I wanted to see it before he did. <laughs> so I said, son, we're going. So we got on the train, and he got to sit and just look out and see the city. It was the joy of his life. We got to the, the, the movie theater. He got to get popcorn. He had gummy bears. He had some lemonade. You couldn't tell him nothing. His mom left to go visit some friends, so he and I were riding back together, and it was one of the joys of my life. I took out a, one of my earbuds, and I put it in his ear. And, uh, and he, he's a hip-hop head. He loves music and stuff. And Tribe Called Quest had come on at the end of the movie. And I was like, boy, you don't even know. Let me put you on game. So I, so I, so I put an AirPod in, and he's sitting on the train, looking out over his city, riding his train, listening to some good tunes. And he was loving life. His circumstances were good. My son, he has a natural disposition of praise. I wish I'd have had time to show you some videos Oftentimes I wake up to him just singing the praises of the Lord. It comes naturally out of his heart. Yeah. But now, all good things must come to an end, yeah. And we pulled up to Myrtle Avenue, and I had to pull him off that train. I thought, these people think I kidnapped this boy. He cried, and he showed out. He was so sad because his circumstances and his character were oriented towards praise and everything that was good seemed like it was gripping away. It seemed like it was, it was moving away. He was going and having to say goodbye and he just couldn't say goodbye. But if he had read Psalm 148, he would know he could have maintained a heart of praise because the character of his father would ensure that that wouldn't be the last good day he ever had. So for those of us who come today in a place of praise, whether because of our circumstances or because of our character, may we stay in that because as the psalmists say, we praise the name of the Lord for at his commands they were created and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. The character of our father is such that he will make sure our good days will come again and he will maintain the position of praise in our hearts.
But now, there's a lot of us in here. And for some of us, we just aren't there. There's a lot of things going on. The Lord has not forgotten you. Psalm 148 was also written for you. I want you to listen to verse 7 through 12 as I read it. And again, I want you to to look out for the the location, for the context, and look out for the created things and see what you notice. Verse 7 says, Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, your mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers of earth, young men and women, old men and children. Remember how everything in Vorn through four was so neatly structured? You had, the, you had the, the, the context and the location and then you had the people right there in the middle. Well, in chaos, everything's all jumbled together. And so when we get to 7 through 12, we see that everything's just in it and it's turmoil. Praise the Lord from the earth. We go back to Genesis 1. For he created the heavens and the earth, but it says that the earth was dark. Without form. Void. Maybe that sounds like where some of us are right now. You great sea creatures. Let's be honest, for some of us, praise don't come easy. We've seen too many things in this life. It's, it's a struggle to believe this world is good. The psalmist goes on. He talks about the precipitation, the lightning and the hail, the snow and the clouds chaotic and destructive. These things are good. We wouldn't survive without rain. So we know we need the, the, the snow. But there's, we know we need the rain to water the crops. And it's great when it comes down all nice and well, but when it, when it hits us in the face. Maybe there's some good things in your life. You, you, you know there's something good coming out of this, but all you feel and experience again is through pain. Your circumstances are raining, they're storming down on you. You mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. For some of us, we are climbing mountains. The road you walked to get here this morning, it actually wasn't easy. You missed the train, had to run to the bus, didn't get to eat breakfast because you had less in your bank account than you thought you did. And you just did get here. You've climbed mountains and hills. You are climbing mountains and hills. What about fruit trees and cedar? Some of us, we may be in a place today where the things we've been growing and things we've been blessed with, it seems like others are picking and eating. The fruit on our trees, we don't get to take in, but it's all for someone else, it seems. Maybe you're a strong cedar, but you're being cut down so that someone else can build their house. 
So you've been working and slaving, but you've been, it seems like somebody else is taking the benefit. Kings of the earth, all nations, you princes and all rulers of earth, heavy is the head that wears the crown. So maybe you're in a place of what others would deem privilege. Well, he got a car, which means he got a gas bill. They own a house, which means you got property taxes. Heavy is the head that weighs the crown. Young men and women, old men and children, all vulnerable. Maybe today you come in feeling vulnerable. To you, the psalmist says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But why? How? Listen to verses 13 and 14. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And he has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, the people closest to his heart. Whether it's your circumstances or your character, which is preventing you from bringing praise naturally or easy this morning, the call is still to praise because he is worthy of your praise and because he has raised up a victor. When the psalmist talks about a horn, that horn in the, in the Bible is a source of sign of strength. It is a picture of a bull, this mighty beast that, that is dangerous found in its horns. Also, it's the sign of victory, right? And the, and the, when the battle was won, they would take the horn and they would blow the horn of triumph. And so as, as Psalm 132 says, the Lord says, I will make a horn to sprout for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed. That horn and that lamp is Jesus Christ. And so for you today, in the storm, climbing the mountain, a sea creature, a cedar tree. May you know that for you, Jesus has come to be a victor, to enter your circumstances, to heal your soul and the wounds you carry. Earlier this year, uh, I sat in a hospital room in Atlanta, Georgia with my father he was hooked up to all kind of hoses and stuff and he had uh, aspirated they call it and water and fluid and got in his lungs and he had pneumonia and all manner of stuff and frankly uh we thought it was near the end and i saw things i won't even name that weekend as i watched my father weak and vulnerable. The man whose shoulders I used to sit upon now is leaning his whole weight on me as I guide him through his hospital bed. And 
to the praise of the Lord, he was able to eventually leave that hospital. But I remember as we were talking and he said to me, son, this is my father. He said to me, son, it was going to be okay. I have victory in Jesus. So I was only going to be healed or I was going to be healed. I was going to walk or I was going to walk. I was going to be surrounded by love or I was going to be surrounded by love. Those are the only two options. It's just a matter of places. And he said, to be honest with you, I might have took it up there because that would have been forever. I was like, come on, Dad, now, come on. <laughs> you stuck here with us a little longer. We have victory in Jesus, and that gives us praise. My grandmother always said, that shared joys were double the joys and shared sorrows were half the sorrow. And this is what we find in the friendship of Jesus. He shoulders up under our burdens. And he carries them with us. But get this, my four-year-old son, he likes to help me carry in the packages sometimes. You know how this goes. I pick up the box and he saddles up under it. He swears he's helping me carry it in the house. He swears he's the, he's the brawn in this partnership. And sometimes I let him think that. I go, oh, thank you, son. Thank you. Thank you. I, I couldn't have got it without you. Thank you for help, helping me carry this in the house. When Jesus saddles up under our burdens, you, it's going to be a lot lighter. You still get to participate. We have to walk through our burdens. But he carries the weight. This is why we praise the Lord. Because in his praise is the power. When Acts 16, when Paul was in prison, it said that when, they, when, when Paul and Silas began to pray and sing praises to God, the, 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 the room started shaking, the doors came open. And everyone's bands were loose. When we praise, our chains fall off. In 2 Chronicles, as, as, the, as the people were in battle, Jehoshaphat said, hey, we, we, we've got to, We've got to praise the Lord. And so they called the singers and they put them in the front. And as they praised, the, the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, they started to fight among themselves. As the people praised, the enemy was disoriented. This is why we praise the Lord. I don't think there's too much more to be said.
So I just want to reiterate that as I sat with you all and the word that I heard from the Spirit was that for next steps, the Lord is calling you to be people of praise. Whether that's easy or hard, may you allow the Spirit of God to multiply your joys. May you allow the presence of Jesus to divide your sorrows. So I'm going to read Psalm 148 one more time, and I'm going to ask Sister Nia to come up and help me with our prayer today as we close out. But would you listen again? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all ocean depths. Lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers of earth, young men and women, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And he has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart.